It's not up on my end. Just saying. There it is. Man, don't talk about feelings. Man, don't worry about much. When it's time to watch the game, man, beat his chest and cross. Man, gone working them hard days, and down to the bone. That's why man with his own hands built the place to call his own. Hey, hey, welcome to the Floor You Podcast. I am Paul Pleshek. I am joined as usual by my friend and broadcast partner, Sonny Callahan. Sonny, how are you doing? Hello, hello. How are you doing, young man? Can't complain, can't complain. Yeah. When I do, 90% of the people are don't listen and 10% are glad I got my problems. So <laughs> why would I bother? Make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Join today. Is that really young? Yeah, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Joined today by one Bill Zotfeld of All American Flooring Solutions. Hey, hey, Bill. Good morning, everybody. If you were looking for a uh, educational podcast today, you might have found the wrong place. Not happening. This <laughs> might be three twelve-year-olds with a microphone. <laughs> yeah, this major. This may not. If you if you tune in for entertainment and information, today you hey. might get more entertainment than information, but that'll be okay. All right. That'll be all right too. Yep. <laughs> Sonny, how was your weekend? Oh, it was good. It was really good. We had a uh, the big the big Callahan Halloween party. So uh, Halloween is my wife's favorite, absolute favorite time of the year. So we have a party every year and. Uh, we had all the kiddies over, grandkids and little kids, and uh, it was a good time. Good time. And you were? I was me. So Dressed it's the favorite me. holiday, and you can't even make the effort to dress up for No, 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 no. Well, I told you, I, I, I was more of a cross between Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard and Santa Claus. Yeah, so you. Did you at least wear a red shirt? or? Oh, uh, no, no. No. Bib overhauls or no, no, no. <laughs> I had a I'm... Georgia shirt on. How much more country do I need to get? <laughs> I don't know. I'd be afraid if I saw a set of Daisy Dukes on you. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, you know, wouldn't be the first time I wore Daisy Dukes. <laughs> oh man! And we're gonna start the podcast over now. No. <laughs> the Wait ones a... who are just listening and not watching on video, be happy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you you uh you had a, a lot of people over? Were the kids there or is that a no, I think we had part? I think we had like 25, 30 people. You know, had games for the kids. Uh, most of the adults didn't dress up. My wife dressed up. She was Annabelle. I'll have to uh get some pictures and I'll I'll post them on here of her costumes. She loves scary movies. She was Annabelle. She looked awesome. <laughs> so, is that why it worked so well when you were uh, clicking the door lock? Door lock when you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll bring that up. <laughs> I was. I know I was out of town once, and your daughter covered up the camera in the living room because you kept. <laughs> you yeah. kept messing with her. <laughs> 
Yeah, she pushed it to the ceiling so you couldn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's an effective camera. <laughs> I love kids. Oh, the things I have to look forward to. Oh, yeah. You're, no you're in trouble. <laughs> That's why I love it when you talk smack, because you don't even know. Don't even know yet. I don't you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> Thankfully. This, this is teenagers. Oh, is that why I still have hair? I don't have teenagers? Enjoy what? that. It'll my, be my, okay, I'll give you an example. My daughter is 17 years old. If you look at a picture of me 17 and one half years ago, <laughs> I did not have the first gray hair in my beard. <laughs> True story. <laughs> well, if you look already when I uh, when I posted those anniversary pics of my wife and I, you know. They're... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were pretty funny. They'll yeah. do things to you. Kids will do things to you. Teenagers, teenage girls will do things to you. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, let's Don't rephrase stop. that. Let's rephrase that. <laughs> yeah, please do. Girls <laughs> please do. Yes, uh, at night while well, oh. they're out. Is they just like, oh my God, please come home safe. I'm not sure you made that any better when you said that quite the way you did there, but I give up. <laughs> I'm being good here. <laughs> yes. Don't so make Luke sleep. Bill's got four kids. I got four kids. Sonny, what's your total now of, of children? Is it uh, with children and grandchildren? <laughs> no, total of, I don't even know. So four kids and uh, four grandkids. Wow. We so have I'm... hers, mine, ours, and adopted. And then we have uh, one son has three kids. My other son has one son. And my adopted son, he is expecting any uh, in March. I hope you mean his wife. I hope so. No, I've... no, it's him. It's him. Oh, well, you're making some money. <laughs> you could just and say he... you're related and you'd be bringing them down bank. You know, and South Carolina is really understanding. You did something <laughs> terribly wrong in the process there, too. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that would be his wife, Madeline. She is expecting in uh, March. Oh man, we had a we had a good sports weekend. Oh wait, the Badgers played. That's right. Yeah, I don't, did you have? Did you? But did you have a good sports weekend? Well, anyway, the Packers won. <laughs> hey, Georgia didn't lose. <laughs> they had a bye, I'm guessing. Badgers the, won't lose this weekend. The Packers won. Georgia didn't lose, but the Bears lost. <laughs> so just like normal. Yeah, and Miami lost, so it's a normal week. Hey, I was starting to starting to reroute for the Bears, and yeah, they're they've not disappointed me. I'm Unless sorry, now. I didn't even know you had a had had fallen on your head. Yeah, I did. I tripped. <laughs> how how about the World Series? Were you guys keeping up with the drama on Game Five? Uh, I just saw the guy holding two two Budweisers. That's all. No, no, you didn't see the girl on Fox TV. Oh, just <laughs> held them right up. They were trying to. They said they were trying to distract the pitcher. <laughs> it Not is October. I would ever go look for that, yeah. but I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. I know you will later. It's yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have become a, a huge Houston fan. I'm I'm, I'm rooting 100 percent for Houston now. <laughs> I saw this morning that it actually, and I'm like, that because I'm not a baseball guy. But I'm watching that going, 
Astros. That's Houston. And somewhere on the news, it said Boston Astros. I'm like, I should have taken a picture of it. Yeah, Boston Astros. It said it said Boston Astros. I'm like, oh, that can't be good. I don't know about that. But then in the same stroke, I'm going, has it changed that much? <laughs> no, I haven't watched baseball, but all these teams keep going every which way but loose. So I didn't know. Yeah, the I have this conversation. The only change for Houston is they went from the uh, AF the a um, National League to the American League. Okay. About I don't know what was that fifteen years ago maybe. Yeah. <laughs> is that when the Brewers were changed? When I was a kid, and it never changed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I try to have that conversation. I try to have that conversation with Bill, and he keeps saying, "Ah, yeah, baseball game. I saw those touchdowns. I, That's I, right. They scored. They got two points in the fifth quarter. Yep." <laughs> and on the free throw, they got three points. Sweet. Yep. Sweet. So, so on the on the downside, we can't have John Downey on because I said I would talk to him after the Badgers beat Ohio State. So yeah, no, that's uh, you're done with that one. He's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to text him during the game and go, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Disregard. Uh, thanks for letting me play. Delete. I, delete. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yeah so bill you're in the yes. inspections industry sir oh I'll, yeah this is about flooring yeah yeah how'd, get to flooring. How, how'd you end up how, what, what bet did you lose that got you into the, i mean uh how did you end up in the flooring industry where'd you start at um in the flooring industry um i lived in michigan for a year did a gazillion odd jobs what'd you do before and, that I was Where'd in the Air Force. I was in the Air Force after I was after I got out of the Air Force. Um, in '87, I moved to Michigan to St. Joe, Michigan, to see um, how life could be out of the military. And I did about a half a dozen to a dozen odd jobs, and the last one was painting. Um, and I came home back to Chicago. Don't ask me why. Um, and I, I did some literally old school, picked up the phone book, went through painters and asked them if they needed help, if anybody needed help. So there was a guy that was working on a house and he said, yeah, he needed a hand. So I went out there and while I was there, I watched a bunch of carpet installers put in carpet. And Wait, I thought the carpet and the painters were there at the same time. Yeah, that never happens. I know, right? <laughs> so I literally talked to them, and they educated me on what kind of money you could make. Really? Sorry. Really? Sorry. I just went over that. Yeah. Well, that wasn't me. That was my computer. <laughs> you are an idiot. Cut off. That was just my computer. You are an idiot. So, um, they, uh, told me about being a carpet installer. I got into the field and loved it, loved, loved working with my hands. And from there I went into laminate after X amount of years and opened up a company that allowed me to have, I think 10 crews, 17 home depots. Um, and after eight years, we lost that account to a company that had 800 crews out of California. 
And I decided to get into inspecting. And here I am 15 years later, still inspecting and loving what I do. Very nice. First of all, let's just say we appreciate your service, man. Thank Even you. though you don't know how to turn your computer off. But I appreciate your service. Computer, you guys are gone. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to shut off my phone. Maybe just turn the volume down. That that might work. Put it on vibrate. Turn the volume down. Then I don't hear you guys. Uh, Phone's off. Yeah, that off. thing is coming through my computer because my computer picks up my phone. So yeah. now that we shut off my phone, uh, it can't happen anymore. And if it does, I'm going to laugh out loud. Just about 15 minutes too late. But at least you got yep. there. Yeah. yeah. I'm there. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't shut off my phone. You guys are important. Mm. Half the people listening were reaching for their phone trying to see if they had a call. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I apologize out there in pod land. Pod land. <laughs> you pod heads. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that this is chicago it's still not till january <laughs> so so a lot of what uh I've, I've known bill for a long time and i really he's the one that i blame for getting me involved in all of my volunteer duties that i have completely his fault because we were uh friends and he was on the board of the national institute of certified floor coverings inspectors uh nicfi or nick fee for short and uh he nick fee <laughs> If you're, it depends on if you're in the north or the south, because it's true. Yeah, it just seems to work that way. But, um, he was, uh, I think he was president at the time, and he's like, oh man, I just, I need somebody for vice president. I got some things I want to get done. Blah blah blah. Will you run? And I said no. Yeah, he did. He flat out said no. That was the last time I said no, but. He said, would you, would you run? I said, no. And then he called me back. He's like, fine, if you got nobody else, I'll do it. But I'm not going to do anything. So fa- He lied. So it's, you know, <laughs> just like I, normal. I got, I got elected. And uh, fast forward two years from there, I was president. And and now I make him volunteer for things that I get involved in. So, ha ha. Uh, yeah, payback is not but enough. Just, you just got back from the uh, Nick V convention in Vegas. How was that? It was pretty awesome. We had a pretty good turnout. Um, had some great speakers. Um, a lot of education. Um, the good thing about the good thing, bad thing about speaking to a bunch of inspectors is we don't just take anybody's word for it. We we dig deeper to find out the crux of it. So prove it's really it. Kinda, yeah, it, I. We, we usually have to forewarn speakers. I believe it. That if you're I've here for there. a sales pitch, it's not going to work. We need to know. When you suddenly hear the entire room start sneezing, push it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when you kind of go, oh boy. Yep. Here it comes. Yeah, you better show up with your facts in line and be able to uh, support your opinions when you come in. And that's 100%. That's yeah. something. And that's what I like about that group. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna challenge you to up your game as a manufacturer, as a tech guy, to come in there and make sure that if you say something, it's not just because you said it. Here's how we got there, and here's the documents to support that. So I, I do, I respect that. They're a pain in my butt sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. well, we've well we've talked about it on the podcast before. There's manufacturers out there that are very 
uh, forthcoming with information and and very openly honest or or at least openly informative about the products and the strengths and how it performs well and and when it doesn't perform well. It's not necessarily a, a product issue. It's just a matter that there's the right situation for different materials. And then you have some manufacturers that just want to come in and say their stuff's bulletproof. And well, we know better. So <laughs> yeah. we call them on it at the time. And that, I mean, that came out when we were uh, working with a different organization and, and uh, checking was a big thing because Wood had really picked up massive amounts of market share and really went into going to professors at, at different uh, universities and talking to them about checking issues and, and what causes it and how it's caused. And the, the, the inspectors from that part of it at least changed things. We, we were hoping to get it to the point that checking was, you know, preventable and, and so forth. But it really came down to that. Now it's a characteristic of the product, but before it was being completely blamed on homeowners that the, the dryness of the home was causing the checks. Right. You it know, changed so, the industry. We did. Yeah. It, it, and so it it's it's important to make sure that the information you're getting is correct. You can't just take any source and accept it just on face value. They've got to support it. They've got to be able to prove what what their stance is and and have data to back it up. And we're gonna hold the feet to the fire if that's if that's not what it is. As inspectors, we have to challenge. Yeah. We have to challenge the word of we whoever each telling other. us to be And certain. we challenge each other. Right. Oh, God, yes. We do a lot of that. Some of the best calls that, that things that you learned is just Bill and I taking... Uh... Can you see me biting my tongue? It's <laughs> <laughs> a manufacturer with two inspectors. <laughs> hey, it happens. We get it. But you come at it from an angle that the, the idea is even inspectors need to be challenged because the inspector, we talk about holding a manufacturer's feet to the fire, but the manufacturer does it to us justifiably on every inspection we go out to that, that their job is to say, have you backed up your conclusion is your conclusion supported by the facts. And that's all we're ever asking manufacturers of. It's that, it's that balance of, Listen, yeah, that report needs to be based on the facts, but the facts that I'm basing it on have to be strong too. And if I'm basing it on installation instructions or or, or information provided by that manufacturer, it just has to be um, supported through empirical data. It's got to be supported through uh, written documents, things that studies that have been out there, ASTM, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, repeatable testing. Wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild what we have to go through on a day-to-day basis that we can't sleep at night if we don't have all the accurate information and to put it together. We've each got four kids. I'm pretty sure we sleep, but not well. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. But Nick Fee, uh, that's something that uh, Bill initially got me involved in, something I think it is important to the industry I think as far as the inspections industry, but also even the, the, the flooring industry, because it is that independent body that's out there that's just trying to work for 
the inspections industry. It's not a certifying body. It's not a, uh, there's no requirement to join. If you've got a certification, you're required to maintain that certification. The only requirement to join the organization is you have to be a certified floor covering inspector. Right. Right. Period. So we don't certify you, but. Right. You just got to keep it up. And we've talked about this before on this on this show that if you're an installer, if you're a contractor, if you're a project manager, if you're an inspector, there are groups out there that you can join to make you better at your job. And this is certainly the one that I feel that makes you better. If you're an inspector, you need to be involved with NICFI because like what we were just saying, those guys are going to challenge you and you may think you've been doing something the right way for a long time. And you get in a group with these knowledgeable folks and they're going to, they're going to educate you <laughs> and they're going to tell you how it really is. And I'm t- it's going to make you better. It really is. I, I, I like the group. Yeah, well, we can, I've always said to inspectors, new inspectors that come into the organization is you will learn more outside the classroom yeah. with dealing with other inspectors, talking to other mm-hmm. inspectors than, than you will in some of the classes. So right. it's really kind of neat. Well, you do. You challenge your you challenge each other's ideas. Uh, Bill and I have phone calls all the time where we're looking at an inspection and even if we agree with each other, we still know enough to play devil's advocate and say, you know, what the weak spots are, what have you not checked or what, what part of it doesn't seem to go with the rest. Because at that point, you're going to have to answer those questions at some point anyway. Yep. And, and have I have gone, I don't know about you, Paul, I'm sure you have, but I have physically gone to inspections because I thought it went one way and my data showed another way. So you have to go back and do additional testing for whatever it takes before you get that final out. It's kind of I, a push. I haven't gone back many, many, uh, very many times, No, but not- I, I have definitely, uh, taken a one hour inspection and spent three hours there because oh, yeah. I just, it just in my mind, it wasn't complete, you know, it, there was too much conflicting information and that sometimes is the answer. It's not always one thing, right? It's, it's one thing exacerbated. Rarely is one thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to, to just say it's a exclusively one issue. Um, I'm trying to think, I looked at one just recently that I specifically said, uh, something was exacerbated by something else because, you couldn't say one necessarily caused the other, but they sure did interact. And I forget what the heck it was. Eh, I'm not going to think of it now. <laughs> I had a recent one where a client purchased um, urine-proof carpet. And I walked onto the job. Is that a marketing tool? Yeah. I, it was. You're it in was. proof. Does that mean it rejects it and just? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much. It checks its ID when it comes in. Oh, that is a dog. Oh, oh, oh you're a cat. <laughs> I walked in and the client, the husband, it was the wife's cats. They were just recently married. There was an area, this building right along the stairs where the cat peed every day. And he's like, it's urine proof. And I went, yes, sir. He said, I said, when was the last time the cat peed here? He said, 20 minutes ago. And I went, well, sir, when the cat quits peeing, it'll be proof. I mean, it's cleanable. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's urine proof. It means you can clean it out. It doesn't mean that you don't have to. <laughs> just, oh. just, you just kind of look at them and go, wow. No, it's. I, I had one. This goes back to. This goes back to Central Florida, so it was probably the mid '90s, and um, you, you know, I worked for the I worked for the flooring contractor. They said the carpet seams were coming apart, carpet wasn't lasting. New construction home, I don't remember six nine months old. You know, not old. You walk in and the the ammonia would knock you down. It smells so bad. So it's myself, it's the builder, and the installer and the homeowner. And I was, you know, so finally I just had to tell her, you know, it, it's urine on the carpet, that it's pet. It urine. is what it is. Oh, my dog has never, <laughs> my dog has never peed on the carpet. He he won't do that. Blah, blah. I said, okay. So we're in the dining room. It's kind of off by itself. I said, I'll pull that carpet up and I'll pull it back to the middle of the room. And if you don't have any stains in the five feet that I pull back that are, that has pet odor or pet stains on it, I'll replace all the carpet in your house. What if it was one big deal? stain? Huh? What if it was one big stain? Oh, no, no. It's, so I pulled it back. I, I, I didn't have to pull it back three feet. It was literally dripping. There was no dry oh. spot on oh, there. Oh, That's yeah. how bad it was. And we're all going, we're done. We didn't get the carpet. Exactly. We didn't even kick the carpet back in. We laid it back down and said, we're out. We're done. I'm not getting on the floor. I'm not going to do that. No. No, I've walked out of hoses. I, And I still take my shoes off at hoses. So do I. And I walked into one, and I wasn't three steps in, and my oh. socks were soaked. And Oh, God. Yeah, I've done that and turned around and put my shoes back on. I'm uh, oh. not putting my shoes back on. Well, no, I, I just my... walked out. Like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Well, that's basically what I did. I took a bunch of pictures because you could see what it was. I don't need any no. more empirical data than my socks are soaked with urine. <laughs> and your nose is burning. Your that's, sock and that's, that's it. We're done here. <laughs> I take a picture of my sock. This is in my A. Exhibit A. You're a soaked sock. <laughs> is this a sock you were wearing? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Exactly what I was wearing. And what uh, did you say it smelled like? You smell it. I, <laughs> oh, it's still right here. You want it? It's in a Ziploc baggie. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Fun that we have as inspectors. Well, that's that's when I started at ISCRC carpet cleaning classes, that was the rule. Rule number one, if you have pets, they pee on the floor. Rule yeah. number two, if you have pets that don't pee on the floor, see number rule number one. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just a fact. Uh, it's going to happen. Exactly. Pets and flooring. Well, and it's the difference between an accident and neglect and abuse. I mean, at that point, you're not talking about a carpet that's resisting the occasional accident. You're talking about one that... Um, is in a stall, <laughs> you know, it's, right? It's just disgusting. So, and, and people but, live in that. Oh. Mm. I get it. I think this is the second time in the podcast we need like a palate cleanser to topic just to <laughs> <laughs> get that yeah, out here. Thanks for enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we the started the sock we... thing that I brought up is what's really kind of making me go. It kind of just took us all downhill. Downhill. 
<laughs> so let me ask you this, Bill. Sure. We, we, we did this for a couple of guests before. So I've known you for a while now. Wait, wait a minute. Are you sure you want to ask him this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm brutally no, honest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up and just go with my backup question. If you were, <laughs> if you were a Smurf, which Smurf would you be? Papa Smurf. Creepy Smurf. Really? Really? Sorry, He's dude. Taken. You asked me. He's taken. You didn't say Papa Smurf being removed. <laughs> Papa Smurf, and then Paula's Brainy Smurf. <laughs> uh, we're screwed then. You know that, right? It's the only one with glasses. Gassy Smurf. I don't know. Which would it be? What? Gassy. 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 Oh, okay. That's what my Gassy. kids call me. Pervy Smurf. Yeah. yeah. Gassy. I am not a pervy Smurf. I don't even know where to back that up. So I'm just going with Gassy Smurf. Bad link. Guy who's got a picture of a deer butt over his left shoulder. Right there. No, don't do that. <laughs> Proctology. <were> so close. <laughs> That one's better. That was my first deer I ever shot. First doe with a bow. Yeah, stop pointing at it, would you please? Yeah, really. It's... Right there. It's the deer butt. Oh. <laughs> you guys have concerns. <laughs> yeah, there's issues. There are issues. There's serious issues. Uh, what happens oh, to the <laughs> Oh, God. Quality entertainment. <laughs> what well, quality? People... I don't know if it's entertainment. What it people... is. Somebody's laughing. What have people learned so far today? <laughs> don't tune into the floor. Hey, hey, don't do that. Just don't do it fast either. <laughs> oh, God, you guys have issues. God. All right, so those of you listening to it, you've got to be watching this one. Just a second. Yeah, you just say. Oh God! You might have the most interesting deer mount on the uh, on the side wall there that you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm 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 I'm. <laughs> is this a is Look, this a really? good time to transition into your live read? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so we had snow last night. It did. <laughs> That's yeah. always a good safe one. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's almost hunting season, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Going down this weekend. I was going to say I had to get you on here now because you're not even available through November. Oh, yeah. November and half of December, I am not available. I am somewhere in a tree. If you killed one now and then, you probably yeah. wouldn't have to do it that much. Yeah, we did pretty good last year. We did <laughs> yeah. good last year. My... Um, my daughter in Arizona is bringing her boyfriend down because he's never hunted. Over. Oh, yeah, I see. Taking him hunting. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> You're, you, have you heard the story? This is a true story down in Miami. It was a... I'm uh, glad you're telling this because I was thinking of that exact story. I think you told me the story. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a... Um, there was a uh, deputy down there whose daughter was dating just a piece of garbage. Mm. And he goes, come on, let's go fishing out in the Everglades. 
<laughs> so he took them way out in the Everglades, didn't do anything to them, just dropped them off on an island out there in the middle of nowhere and came back. <laughs> Without them. Without them. And he got away with it. They actually had to change the law afterwards because technically he didn't do anything wrong because he just left them out there. But there was no way that guy could make it back. As wow. scary as that is, that's how he got rid of his tr troubled uh, boyfriend, daughter's boyfriend. Wow. Yeah he, yeah, he died out there. But makes you, what, what, did they find the body out there? Or did you no, think there's somebody no else, way they found anything out there. I was gonna, no but way. did somebody else find him and they never found the body? Yeah, I don't know. He was, he was gator bait. Or, uh, or, or pythons. There's pythons out there that can eat people for sure. Oh, want to go? Do you want to go fishing? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's got a good one this trip around. No, that's good. He's a that's good always kid. good. He takes care of her. You know, and that's that's the important part. He puts treats her, her right, so you can ask for as right. a daddy. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's the eldest right. eldest uh, boyfriend. Uh yes, that's the eldest daughter with the boyfriend. He's a good kid. So that's all you can ask for. I can't complain. Not even a little bit. That's good. So, the wife gives him grief about his name being Alvin and the chipmunks. <clears throat> they um, can never have kids. You know that, right? No. Right. <laughs> never is Alvin and the chipmunks coming over? Yeah. The kids, the kids <laughs> would be, at least one is the, the middle names would all have to be chipmunk. Yeah. yeah. Have to be. He's, he's a good kid. I can't complain. Oh, one Simon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, be funny. Oh, uh, well, since we've uh, had the palate cleanser. Yes. Divergent that adhesive. The question you had was Papa Smurf. Huh? That Isn't was that the enough? question you had was the Smurf. I'm Papa Smurf. <sighs> okay. Okay. I always liked Papa Smurf because it was easy to say. You will forever and always be Gassy Smurf. That no. for sure. per pervy Smurf. I am not pervy Smurf. I'm Gassy Smurf. <laughs> you could be both. <laughs> Gassy Smurf. That just sounds too wrong. Even for now, me. now I am doing this. Divergent adhesives is a new way of looking at adhesives. It was started on the idea of providing high quality adhesives for high quality installers. Their team has a strong technical background and is ready to help with your installation. Their team, isn't that you, Sonny? Nope, we have a team. You have a team, all there right. There is more than one, for sure. That would make it a team. Divergence motto is our adhesives. Let them help you be successful. Let me try that again. Yeah. Divergence motto is our adhesives let you. <laughs> our experience ensures your success. <laughs> Take three. Our experience ensures your success. With a full line of resilient wood and carpet adhesives, let them help you be successful. There was a line in there. Yeah, there you go. That's they what you wanted. They currently have distribution in the southeast and are actively looking for new distributor partners across the U.S. If you are interested in looking at their lineup, contact them at 407-383-6446 or 1-877-GLUE-DUDE. That's 1-877-GLUDUDE. Or visit www.divergentadhesives.com. Divergent. Good material. I, I think that's why people like live reads is because you actually can. They, they stay, up, they stay tuned for the screw-ups. 
Good thing nobody was paying for that, Paul. They'd have got their money back. I was just saying. <laughs> no, no, that, that read just went an extra 10 seconds. Like We charge more for that. <laughs> Dude, you, you stressed additionally. <laughs> yes. They have a motto, and everybody knows they have one. They just don't know quite what it is yet. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Even Sonny had a rough time with the motto. Yeah. Uh, I used I'd to know have to read it off. I have to read it off something whenever I do it. I was reading it off of something. Oh yeah, it's your company. Yeah. Divergent adhesives are experiences. Sure, your success. success. Look at that. That's professional. Very nice. I'm not shameless. I will Look share like this buckets. with anybody. Hell yeah! Heck nice yeah! Little reference guide. Quick and easy. No, okay. there's no question. And I think one of the things with that is that. When you do buy divergent adhesives, Sonny comes with it. Yep, definitely. So definitely happy to help whenever I can. Bill got that look like, oh, are you sure? ain't going there. <laughs> nope. Curvy Smurf. Gassy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that had nothing to do with gas, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Bill and I have been doing inspections for quite a while. And that includes expert witness work, which is which is really for from from a professional standpoint, that's actually kind of fun. Once you do it a couple of times, that part of it getting up on the stand and going through the deposition and and having somebody just coming at you who knows nothing about flooring. Uh, and they feel like they're the they're the expert. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's yeah, the fun part. They're the expert at court, and they're expert at trying to get you to say something you don't want to say. But it's uh, it's it's a it's a fun challenge, and it's kind of laughable sometimes when they start coming at you and you start talking. And they're like, "Oh crap, this guy actually does know what he's talking about." <laughs> yeah, that is fun. I had I had one uh, not that long ago that I went to the that was the uh, what was it ten hours? That was my ten hour deposition. Wow. And Cha-ching. I was just <laughs> gonna say that <laughs> within uh, within two days, I had three emails from different inspectors of the companies I was going against looking for looking for an expert witness because I had pretty much tore up their case to the point that they had to go try find somebody to counter me. <laughs> so <laughs> I kept getting the calls about it. So nice, a of fun. Nice. But Bill has an interesting story of the best, by far, best court case I have ever been in. The when we go to court, we go in as an expert. You know, we're not there as a fact witness because we weren't there at the time of the installation. And I was sent a subpoena by an attorney from downtown. And she thought it was going to be a good idea to subpoena me instead of paying for our expert fees. Yeah, good idea. And I, I called her up and I said, do you, do you want my fees for what it takes to be an expert? And she's hemmed and hawed and she went, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead and send me your fees. 
And I received an email back, a nasty gram back saying, we will not be paying your fees. You will show up in court and this is everything you will bring per the subpoena. And I went, okay. <laughs> and she called me the day before. And she goes, Mr. Jordfeld, this is so-and-so and I'd like to go over your testimony. And I went, testimony? <laughs> what, what testimony? And she goes, well, you have court tomorrow. I says, yes, ma'am. I said, but you have not paid me for my time to review this case. So I have absolutely no idea about this case. I've done over 2,000 inspections since. When did you say this was done? <laughs> and she says, well, Mr. Zoltfeld, you don't have to be angry. I said, oh, no, I'm not angry now. Wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And she, um, and this was a very important case, and I'll explain why here shortly. Um, I showed up in the courtroom, and I saw the my client sitting next to her attorney, and her attorney, I'll never forget this, it's kind of seared into my brain. Um, she was wearing, it was a female attorney, she was wearing a leopard skin shirt, and stretch jeans. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, that one worked. Okay, Paul, that one worked. That's, so, that's not good. I'm going to do it too often now if that worked. I was, I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. And I walked into the room and I sat. In the, and I, I, when I go to court, I wear a suit, tie the whole nine yards. Yeah. And I turned her, she turned around and she looked at me like, hi. And I just looked at her like, she came, she goes, um, she walked up to me. She said, can we talk in the hall? And I went, um, no. And she said, I have money. And I said, it better be all of it because my fees were X. This was three hour drive at $60 an hour. Um, that had been 300 or $360 round trip, whatever it was. And, uh, she, she looks at me, she takes me out in the hallway. She goes, I have two hundred dollars for you. <laughs> and I'm like, my travel expenses are $360. I said, no, thank you. And I went back to the courtroom. She got me up there, and I was not a really um, cooperative cooperative witness. Uh, I mean, I made her ask every question to a point where I could understand clearly, and I explained to her, and I asked well, the judge. As, as a as a little bit of background here before before you finish up with that, there's a lot of research time that leads up to that. Oh testifying. God, yes. you charge a lot for that day. But the amount of time, and you can charge some for for preparation, but the prep time that goes into a court case, to, a court case is is very intensive. And she was at that at that point; she was too late. You're not going to okay. have all those answers because you didn't do the research because you weren't getting paid for it. Right, wasn't getting paid for my time. So <clears throat> she, um, I, I asked the judge if I could ask the court a question while she was asking the question about what I do and what I was doing there. 
And I basically told her that I have no, I, I do not recall this case because she's trying to steal my services. And the best way to explain <laughs> what she did at that point was, do you remember the movie Ghostbusters when the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man exploded? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I express what she did. <laughs> she literally looked at the judge and asked the judge if she could treat me, her witness, as a hostile witness. <laughs> and the judge looked at her and said, it's your witness. <laughs> You can treat them any way you want. And, and the opposing attorney, because they have to ask the opposing attorney, the opposing attorney said no. And then <laughs> said, no, he's my case way too much. <laughs> please let her treat me like a hostile witness. Oh, that was more fun than a barrel of monkeys. But because I didn't review the case, I really could not recall the case. Um... And therefore, my report was thrown out. And what she the, the judge said something about that, didn't he? The judge said something about uh, you're not paying him or something like that. No, he he didn't. He couldn't go there at the end. At the end of the trial, I was told later at the end of the trial um, that the person, the the store that was suing the homeowner. His attorney said she didn't pay her expert witness. She said that he said that never happens. He told the his client to go play the lottery that day because <laughs> that never happens. So it was the fact that she felt that she could bully me as an expert. <laughs> bully, that's bully Bill. Yeah, that'll that's gonna happen. Yeah, it it didn't happen. I I felt so bad for her. Not. Um, and well, you feel was, for the client, but they hired the attorney. I yeah, mean, it was, it the, was the more fun was she when 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 you first start court, they ask other people to come out of the room, and she had asked the judge, the the attorney, the Stay Puff Marshmallow woman, asked the attorney, the the judge, if she could have two paralegals from her office stay and watch how court happens. <laughs> and all I could think of when I was walking out of there is, boy, I hope you got a lesson. Yeah, right? <laughs> she yeah. got her, her, her case handed to her. And right. about two days after court, I wanted the transcripts of this proceeding. Um, and... It was a. It, it, it was, there wasn't a stenographer in the room. It was a. There was a microphone, so everything was spoken clearly. And all I remember was the secretary, the the legal secretary in that building that I had to call to get a copy of that transcript said, "Oh, that was you." <laughs> it made his way through the courthouse. I made yeah. my way through the entire courthouse, and everybody had a good old, wow, did she actually try to do that to you? But they were not surprised, because I'm told attorneys do that all the time. Mm. And I actually had an addition. The reason I got that transcript is I had another attorney try to do that to me, to 
put me on the stand as a fact witness. And I'm like, you can't do that. You, you would be doing a disservice to your client. Okay. Yeah. To your case for sure. I said, because I'm not going to review the case because you're not going to pay me for it. So I'll have no information on your case and won't be able to help you. So it'll go the wrong way. <laughs> and, and we've, and we've dealt with that. I've dealt with that too, being subpoenaed and, and, eventually uh, work with them. But what I never understand is that it's not like we don't work with people. We understand that the the size of the, the loss is going to have something to do with what they're willing to do out of pocket for the risk of winning or losing. Right. And, and even if they win, I just had a case recently that technically, well, the only one that won was the one that had the expert witness. That was me. Right. And all, th- all three other parties ended up sharing the cost of the replacement, uh, 30, 36, 30, 30, 40. And it, yeah. it was split up, you know, it's, it's not like inspectors were business people. So if you call up and you say, listen, we're not going to be able to do it for that, but we can do this. It's not like we don't negotiate something. Right. We're always, we can always work something out. So. I usually tell the attorney I'm willing to give the same discount he is. Yeah, she is. That's that's my first comeback. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one too. Yeah, but, and and that's what we said last week. What whatever we think is normal and should happen never happens when it goes to court. So your no. best bet is to not go to court. So oh, ha- have your ducks in a row and be ready on the front end. So unless you're the expert witness, then you always want to go to court. Yeah, then you always want to. <laughs> <That's a perfect. laughs> my my I'll last deposition. You. My last deposition was on my birthday. Oh wow. So I got six hour deposition on my birthday and they kept going they kept saying, I'm I'm sorry, I know it's your birthday. I know it's your birthday. <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll do what you're gonna do. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do. We're here. We're here now. Yeah. Well, I'm not said, coming back. I've <laughs> said it that uh, at the long one that I did the ten hour one, that was the first one I was ever in where the uh attorneys were arguing with each other so much they called the judge. Yep. During the deposition they called the judge. And the judge, wow. the judge basically said, uh, told them they were acting like children, get along yeah. and get it done. Yeah, exactly. I ha- I had one like that. The last deposition I did, the attorneys got a little heated with each other. And I'm like, oh boy, they're yelling at me and yelling at each other. And I'm like, mm-hmm. somebody never, tell never me did. what to do when you guys are done yelling at each other. Just give me a direction. Give me a of question the- that I can answer. Of the 10 hours of the deposition, an hour of it, because they called the judge twice. Boy, the judge was really mad the second time. Uh, they called the judge twice. I spent at least an hour just on my phone playing video games because there's nothing else for me to do until they get it all figured out. So, Yeah, you're still getting paid. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. yeah. You know, attorneys attorneys just feel like they can bully people. And, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes they run across people who don't know what their rights are. So they, they fold, right? right. So we, yeah. We, yeah, we had one in downtown Boston. It was a high-rise, right in downtown, high-rise building, high-floor, high-profile law office. And the person who put the carpet in just screwed the pooch, right? There's no other way to put it. They just did a bad installation. Could easily be salvaged, but it was, you know, installation. Installation-related. And uh, sure enough, you know, the team of attorneys is following us around. There's six or seven of them. And, 
you know, it's me. I was a manufacturer at the time. There was the distributor and the contractor was there as well. And, you know, they got us in this little hallway. They they funneled us in this little hallway and they just all circled around me and they started telling me that, you know, we're not afraid to go to litigation with this. And we want to make sure that we get this carpet correct. Your glue failed, blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm just looking. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> there's no there's no other way to put this. Me and my friends are going to leave because. You know, especially with it being my contractor right there, and it was his fault. I'm not saying a word. I'm going to be like, well, I'll go back and review everything I can. On the way down with the elevator, I told the guy, he goes, yeah, I saw it too. We'll take care of it. You know, it was it was a done deal, but they're trying to, you know, and, and trying to force their way. And an attorney saying, we're not afraid to go to litigation. It's kind of like your expert witness saying, we're not afraid to go to litigation because yeah. <laughs> they're getting paid the whole time. Of course, they're not afraid. Exactly. Well, the funny part was I, I was in an elevator. We, we did similar. I was in an elevator. We had a, a job downtown Chicago I was looking at for, I believe, a manufacturer. And it was the same thing. It was a whole bunch of installation stuff. And in our job, because every, because we're always the bad guy, <laughs> you have to have a sense of humor. You just have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in an elevator with a room... Uh, with, I believe, about a dozen attorneys, and same thing, I was in the middle. And I, it was all quiet, we're all going up, and all I could do was go, one of these things don't belong here. <laughs> they just <laughs> lost it. Every one of the attorneys just started cracking up. <laughs> you, you have to have a sense of humor, but yet you have to do your job with honesty and integrity. Yeah. Because the only thing we as inspectors have is our toolbox, our honesty, and our integrity. That's yeah. all we have. Well, I think no brains. No brains. No brains. No. <laughs> no. You left that one wide you open. Leave them at the door. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's part, but part of the process and part of being experienced in flooring inspections is making people feel at ease so they talk. I mean, yeah. kind of the opposite of an attorney, right? Yeah. You want to be there. You want to be their friend. You want to be their... Uh, you know, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to find the answers. We're going to get the, because the, the homeowner or the, the end user is convinced it's not their fault. So right. they're, they're absolutely convinced you're going to find the answers that support their mm -hmm. conclusion. But I did want to bring up uh, one thing. It's the uh, expert witness handbook. I don't know if you can see it on there a little bit, yep. sort of. Mm -hmm. Got it. So if you are going into court, the best thing about this, and you can see, I, I've done some studying on it. That's my, <laughs> my bookmarks on it. Um, understanding the process, right? The last case that I was in, the reason mainly that the consumer carried 60% of the replacement burden was because they didn't understand that being the person that brought the suit, they had to prove that the installer, the manufacturer, and the retailer did something wrong. And that's where they really fail. It's not for the uh, the, the accused parties or the, the defendants to come in and, and prove they did everything right. It's for that party that brought the suit to prove somebody did something wrong. And that's what they really ultimately failed on. They didn't bring in anybody that could prove, you know, within a reasonable amount that, those three parties absolutely acted improperly, except the one party, the manufacturer who brought in a witness, expert witness, 
and was completely uh, the, the, with all the blanks. one and the one and only job site I've ever got thrown off of. I'm <laughs> proud of that. Thirty years, the one and only was that exact thing right there. I finally, after the same question was asked 27 times, I said, look, the burden of proof is not on us, the manufacturer. The burden of proof is on you. Everything I'm seeing looks fine. What what do you have to offer to this? And, you know, it went south from there. But you got to yeah. understand what the what the law what the law requires before you can take someone to court, for sure. And I think that's where the expert witness handbook comes in. I mean, knowing what to expect from depositions, reading that, I knew enough to even ask attorneys before I go if I'm allowed to bring my cell phone because anything you bring to a deposition, they can introduce. And uh, the attorneys have told me that that's not really, you know, because if your cell phone, then you brought your emails with you, right? You brought your cell phone on mine. I got my computer files on there. So it's all because it's all up on the cloud. So can they can they go at all that and say well i want to see all that i want to see every email i want to see this that and the other thing and understanding that before you go in you know it's if you're going to be an expert witness it's not the attorney's job to educate you on the legal system and what your responsibilities as an expert witness are right and if you're not the expert witness the less you can say the better (laughs) yeah yeah. if you're not the expert witness Oh, and that applies to the expert witness, too. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Clear and concise. I wrote reports for a client, and their attorney reviewed the report. He loved it and kept with the theory of less is more. (laughs) Less is more, yeah, definitely. So with the fluff and just meat and potatoes. They can always ask more questions. Right. If they don't feel you've answered their question, they can ask again. They can ask a different way. But if you answer it wrong, and when you're going to court, there's a difference there because you're not, the the lawyer's job is to prove a legal point, not necessarily to prove absolutely that right or wrong, it's to prove whether or not the information meets thresholds for a legal decision and, and legal findings. Mm-hmm. So there's things that they want you to emphasize because that's what they felt didn't meet that legal requirement as opposed to an inspection report where you're really just looking at right and wrong, what was done right, what happened. So there's there's a lot to learn there. There are some ex- actual uh, expert witness certifications, or and now I'm not going to remember which one it is, but there's some uh, expert witness education that you can get before you go out and, huh. and, and start that career. That'd be handy. Oh. Always, yeah. Always a good feather in your hat to have that. Absolutely. Well, we are uh, running out of time here, gentlemen. Bill, thank you very much for joining us. You're where welcome. Can, thank uh, you for having me. Where can our uh, listeners find you? What's your uh, email and phone number and address and everything? Um, I'm out of Chicago area <laughs> inspections. Um, my cell number is 708-205-0040. And my email is bill at solutionsforfloors.com that's s-o-l-u-t-i-o-n-s the number four floors like the stuff we walk on dot com sonny where can they find you uh you can always find me at uh, sonny at divergentadhesives.com or anybody can call or text me at 407-383-9000 
six four four six. Or or one eight seven seven glue dude. G L U D U D E. You just like making me say that, don't you? I, I do. Cell phone's do. the best way to get me. <laughs> Same here. I, as always, I am Paul Pleshek. No matter how hard I try to change it, I can't. <laughs> I am. I, uh, you can reach me at uh, Paul at FloorUPodcast.com. Uh, I, I do inspections in the Wisconsin and Midwest. Uh, you can you can email me at that address again, Paul at, at uh, NAFCT or Paul at FloorU. The yeah. wrong G. Here's the good G. Paul <laughs> has the wrong G. That's, you got the copycat G. The no. copycat Georgia G. This is the original. This is the OG. OG. <laughs> and um, I need more coffee. You can find the uh, podcast uh, on <laughs> iTunes. Hopefully you found it there. We're on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we now have the website up. I got that completed. That is floryoupodcast.com. So we've got all the episodes up there. And thank you all very much for joining us. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, please feel free to email me again at paul at floryoupodcast.com. Or if you have any specific topics you want us to cover, feel free to email them. I appreciate it, Absolutely. Guys. I appreciate the time. No, thanks, thanks for, for being on, Bill. We enjoyed it. We knew y'all, we have would. A, y'all have a great week. Have you confirmed that guest for next week yet? Uh, No. You should have done that. I should have. Then I could have done it. Oh, oh, oh. on that note (laughs) we are out of here (laughs) we are out of here take care guys see you later man gone working them hard days sweating down through the bone that's why man with his own hands built the place to call his own if you want a copy of this song email me and I'll send you an mp3 Come on down and crack a beer